Um, it's been said one of the things that you should not ever talk about is race, politics, and religion. I start a fight. We're going to talk about all three today. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Good evening. Good morning. Whenever you're listening to this, welcome. Welcome to the Truth Reveal podcast once again, where we are here to relate to you in order to reconcile so that we can reveal the truth. Um, I am accompanied today by my wonderful co-host, Holly Harris. What's up? And April Rivers. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) So we wanted to talk to you guys uh, about things that are also not just spiritual, but things that are relevant, current issues, current topics. Um, And so today we're going to be talking about a very uh, sensitive topic. And so we want to go ahead and put disclaimers out there in the beginning that um, we are not endorsing any particular candidate. Um, in this podcast, what we are endeavoring to do is bring forth truth and factual yeah. information. Um, so we do want to express that. Um, and we're wanting to do that from a very unbiased stance, stance and just presenting to you, here are, the, here are the facts, here are some of the concerns. And um, as always, everyone's entitled to make their own decisions. There are times where we're going to agree or disagree. And I think that's awesome because that's community. We don't always agree. So um, we're talking about a very, very sensitive topic today. Um, It's been said one of the things that you should not ever talk about is race, politics, and religion. (laughs) 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 Start a fight. We're going to talk about (laughs) all three today. (laughs) Oh, on today. On today. We cover race, (laughs) politics, and religion, I suppose. And so... um, as many of you guys have already heard by now, on August the 11th, 2020, um, Kamala Harris was um, nominated to be the VP candidate for uh, presidential um, running uh, mate Joe Biden. And so this has caused um, a lot of talk Um One, because of the significance of it, which we'll kind of delve into a little bit later in the podcast. And um, just that one, the significance of just race, um, obviously being a big part. She's definitely not the first female candidate, but she is the first uh, African-American, first Asian-American candidate that has been presented to us. And, you know, this year has presented so many firsts for us. We first, you know, have dealt with all the firsts that that wonderful COVID has brought us. Um, Kids are at home from school for the first Mm -hmm. day at home in their rooms. And just so many things that we've endured as firsts. So it kind of seems like, hey, just add it to the pot of firsts for this year. So we just want to talk about that a little bit. Um, I want to start out by just giving a little bit of background and a little bit of history for those of you guys who may not know anything about Kamala, not even heard her name until her own um, presidential um, nominee um, earlier, or I guess earlier, latter part of last year. So we just want to give you a little bit of information about her, and then we're going to kind of dive into some of the concerns that have arose just with this nominee. So uh, we'll start off. Um, Kamala Harris is the first African-American slash first Asian-American and the third female vice presidential running mate on a major party ticket. She's running with Joe Biden on a Democratic Party ticket. Uh, Ms. Harris was born in Oakland, California to an Indian mother and a British Jamaican father. 
and she has another sister who um, is also an attorney, so kind of runs in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother was a biologist who um, did some progressive work in progesterone receptor gene stimulated mm. work. Wow. Yes, it's very, very extensive. <laughs> no um, and this was, right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but this work uh, was used in breast cancer research. And so she came here from India back in 1959 as a graduate student to the University of California in Berkeley, and um, where she received her PhD in endocrinology in 1964, which also happens to be the year that uh, Miss Kamala was born. So she comes from a, a, a lineage of geniuses because her people. father, <laughs> yeah, very smart people, because her father who, um, as I stated, was um, British Jamaican or Jamaican. He also uh, was very well accomplished as it pertains to his own career. He was a Stanford University professor emeritus of economics. And then he arrived here from um, to the U.S. from British Jamaica in 1961 as a graduate student also at Berkeley, where he received his Ph.D. in economics in 1966. Wow. So the two <laughs> doctorates, I guess, met up on the campus and Man. the rest is history. So I think it's important to kind of talk about that background that she's come from, just from education, obviously, being something very important and stressed in his family, um, having both parents who um, held doctorates and who were um, very established in their own um, careers individually. Um, because when you look at Kamala's um, history and her career path, as, as we were doing research for this podcast, it's extensive. Like we could spend an hour just talking about things that she's Jeez. done in her career. So we have a mixed uh, race child, Indian mother, um, black father, pretty much predominantly grew up in um, California. They lived in an area in the western part of Berkeley that was considered the flatlands. That's what it was known for. But it um, generally housed a lot of predominantly black families. So um, I thought this was interesting. And I've also heard her comment about this in different um, different settings. When she was in kindergarten, um, she was bused out of her community. Um, And it was an initiative that was started where they were busting children out of their communities and they were sending them to um, the prestigious um, northern side of Berkeley um, to integrate the schools. So uh, in doing the research, the school that she integrated into was initially 95% um, Caucasian. Um, and I think by the time the uh, segregation kind of took place, it had gotten down to be about um, 40 percent um, integrated. So I thought that was interesting because, you know, she's born in 64. So we're talking like, what, mid 70s if she's in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So she's like, what, five or six starting out in kindergarten and she's having to be bused to a school. So this is not very, very far removed. So um, when Kamala was seven, her parents got a divorce, visited the dad on the weekends. But when she turned 12, her mom moved her and her sister to Montreal, Quebec, Canada, um, because she received a teaching fellow there at um, McGill University. This is her mother. And so she spent, you know, those 12 to 18 formative years in Canada. Um, She turned 18. She decided to move back to the States where she went to um, Howard University and received um, a degree, I think, in economics and maybe poli-sci and then further her career in um, California where she um, received her uh, doctorate um, and law degree. So that's kind of like a broad, broad overview of like her life in a, in a nutshell. So as we stated, um, Kamala has had a very extensive career. We're not going to go into all of the details of her career because as stated, it's very, very full, but we do want to kind of highlight some of the things that, um, she's kind of known for, um, career wise. So one of the things she is the second African-American woman and the first 
South Asian American to serve a United States Senate. So that's a big, that's a pretty big deal. Um, she also ran, as I already stated, for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination. Um, she did, you know, uh, forego that nomination. But as we all know, she did end up on the ticket anyway as Biden's VP. And then um, she had a pretty extensive career in California um, as a district attorney. Um, from her district attorney year, she became um, the state's attorney general. And um, that's where it gets a little interesting um, for a lot of people because it was during that time that um, she had a very heavy prosecution rate and um, just kind of segued into um, some concerns that individuals have had for her was just that um, in, um, in 1998, I, I do want to say this because I think it's imperative that I mention this because it kind of goes into the details about her prosecution. But in 98 in San Francisco, she was recruited as the assistant district attorney. And when she was there, she became the chief of the career criminal division. And she was supervising five attorneys under her. And these particular attorneys prosecuted homicide, burglaries, robbery, and sexual assault cases. And particularly the three strikes cases um, that were very prevalent in um, California, which has a pretty much three strikes and you're out type of ruling. So she's been very adamant about she does not support the death penalty, but it was during her time as the um, state's DA that um, according to our source, she had 1,900 convictions for marijuana defense offenses, um, including persons who were already convicted for like marijuana and then more serious crimes. But I think it's also fair to state that even though she had um, a lot of convictions, that um, she, unlike her predecessor, did not send a lot of people to jail for um, marijuana. So, you know, just trying to bring some balance to um, some of her career. But I do know that it's those convictions and those um, percentages that have caused a lot of people to really have um, mixed feelings as it pertains to um, her career. So you're talking about um, the felony conviction rate being 50% in 2009 going to 76%. Like her conviction rate of drug dealers went from 56% to 74% in like three years. She was not playing. <laughs> My Lord. <laughs> she was putting the hammer down. And so um, for a lot of African-Americans, they have taken fault with this because some of these, these offenses are offenses that are primarily impacting black men. Mm -hmm. And so it's that whole concept of you put us in jail and, and along with other things. But these are some of the concerns that people have had when when she even was um, in the nominations for presidential um, the presidential race. These are some of the concerns that were being brought up. And so I think it's I think it's fair to not hold people to their past, but you definitely have to acknowledge it. And that's mm -hmm. what we're doing. So we're not here to like say Kamala is horrible, but we are here to say, here, here are some things that have happened. Now, she's also done a slew of awesome things. If you look at her career and her history, there are so many things that she's done. There's so many good things that she's done. Um, just looking at her history um, as it pertains to one of the things in the early 2000s, I want to say this, to just bring balance to the conversation. In the early 2000s in the city of San Francisco, they had a, um, a very high murder rate per capita. And um, within six months of her taking office, she cleared 27 cases of a 74-case backlog of homicide cases. Um, she attained an 81% success rate. So 
even though she's doing a lot of prosecution and, you know, convictions, she's also getting things done. She's cleaning up backlogs. And so I think it's fair to say, whether we agree or disagree, there's good and bad to be discussed. So with that, um, just kind of giving you like a broad overview. And there are so many other things that she's done in her career. And I would advise that, you know, as listeners that you go and do your own research, you know, it's like reading rainbow. Don't take my word for it, but um, <laughs> yes. so go do your own research, not just on Kamala, but do your research on all of the candidates so that we can be informed voters. But um, since we're talking about her, because of the significance of what this nomination means, I did feel like it was fair. and We did feel like it was fair to talk about some of the things that are controversial. Mm -hmm. So I do want to hear from Holly and April, because um, I know we all were kind of just doing our own research to kind of talk about this and discuss this topic as thoroughly as possible. Um, what are you guys' concerns or your thoughts as it pertains to um, what a lot of people have concerns of, which is the conviction rates and that feeling of feeling as though she did not advocate for the people, the people being the Black people? Well, <clears throat> as a, a paralegal, I I do kind of see like with the whole uh, DA piece, they <clears throat> that's how they're measured. They're measured by their conviction rate on how successful they are. And so I think, you know, in order for her to show that she was successful in the job, she had to, you know, increase that conviction rate, you know, once she was, because I believe that that was one of the things in her campaign that, you know, she, uh, you know, shunned the other candidate for. So you can't get, you know, become, you know, the head of the office and then not produce. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I, I do see what a lot of people were, you know, um, you know, angry about as it relates to, because, you know, on average, African-Americans are the ones who are more, li more likely to be arrested, you know, more likely to be convicted. And so, you know, you see more and more of, uh, of our brothers and sisters going into the system. And I think another uh, thing that they probably didn't like too good as well is the whole bail piece. She, um, you know, uh, sought to have higher bails when it came to gun related crimes. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. And she was, she was credited with tightening the loopholes that many defendants were able to use in order to get out. And mm -hmm. so it, you know, it, it's that piece too. And, you know, and then that whole, um, the felony gun violation. Now yeah. my, <laughs> in my job, that's, that's how, that's what I see come across my desk a lot that basically ends up getting people back in jail is that felony gun, those, those probation violations. And it's usually because they got a gun on them. Mm. And so <clears throat> I think that that those three things, you know, uh, the whole, I think you mentioned one of them, but that, that bail piece and then that whole uh, gun, she was really tough when it came to guns. And so, yeah. which, you know, which I did love the part about as it relates to the assault weapons, like that was yes, an uh, yes. automatic felony, which I, you know, you got an assault weapon, you know, I definitely appreciate her being, you know, tough on that. And not, not to say that being tough on the other things is wrong either. It's just that a lot of times I do see that come across my desk and sometimes it's not the person's gun. It's the friend gun is somebody that's in the car. And if they just in the car and you are failing, you just it, that's it. And so it's like, it's kind of, you know, so I can kind of see those scenarios playing out and family members, you know, going to court and being disgusted by, you know, their loved one going right back in, you know, because they had a gun on them. And a lot of times it's in an area that's high crime, you know what I'm saying, where they feel like they have to protect themselves. They ain't, they don't have the gun on them to kill nobody, but it's because, you know, because there's so much going on in the area. And you mentioned before when it came to the the murder, uh, you know, per capita or whatever, the, uh, what you read off or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so it's like... So it's kind of like a, a catch 22, you know, you got a gun to protect yourself, but then you're not yeah. supposed to have one because you were yeah. feeling <laughs> because you're in that lifestyle. That's just something that naturally 
it, you know, is, is in your psyche, you know? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, instead of getting to the root of the problem, like how did they actually get the gun? It's kind of like, you know, so, I mean, I'm going into a bunch, but just doing no, the no, no, type of work that I do, I see, you know, the family members, you know, coming in and, you know, being in court and, you know, and it being something, you know, like that to where they, you know, they had it for protection or they were in the car and it was, you know, a friend's gun and they going to jail for it because they're not supposed wow. to be around them. And so I, I believe just with that and then that whole bail piece and, those types of things is probably why, you know, people, especially in that area that may remember when she was a DA, you know, but like, hmm, wait a minute now, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. 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 But yeah. Um, sweet. Repeat, repeat your question. Repeat the, <laughs> repeat the question. No. Yeah, sure. I basically was saying in reference to a lot of the controversy around her, um, some of the things that Holly just stated, her conviction rate, um, the gun concern, the bail rate. Um, what do you like? What is, what are you guys, what is your take on that? That's, that's kind of like what the populate, some of the population has concerns about that. Um, but how do you feel about that? Do you like, okay. Okay. For, well, I'm for not me, sure if I answered that. Oh, I kind of came from my, you know, the perspective yeah. of what I see on a daily yeah. basis. That's, right. She's a parent Personally. Yeah. But, but go ahead, April. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's all right. No, <laughs> I needed that information from you, Holly, that, that helped give me perspective. Um, but yeah, uh, for me personally, um, one of the things that you said, sweet, was, um, you know, about holding someone to their past. But see, when people are running for political office, I feel like we definitely should hold them to their past, Mm -hmm. but not just the bad, the good. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that, I don't know you from, from who shot John. All all I know (laughs) is you from your record. Right. And what you've done. And when you, when you're seeking a political office, all that we have are those things to measure the type of person that we think you are to trying to get an idea of what your worldview is. Um, And for me, Kamala seems like a law and order type person. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's two different types of people. Uh, There's a person that says, well, but the law, the law. And then there are people who says, yes, I understand the law, but we have the, the, I've got power to give grace and, or I have power to fix you know, certain mm-hmm. things that are, are fair and just. And so mm-hmm. you know, just looking at her, Kamala to me seems like more of a law and order by the book. And that, you know, because what, what I would love to hear, and I mean, this could be Kamala, this could be anybody, whoever has this stance. Um, what I would love to see uh, is someone coming in from her background that actually tried to see, see the unjust uh, measures of the law and actually work toward getting things tweaked and changed, you know, mm-hmm. while she also did her job. Because I understand as a DA, that's their job to, to, to get their, to get the conviction. Right. Um, right. Holly. To now, get that. now just to interject mm-hmm. now, she did do a lot to try to like her reentry program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they used to model in other states like it was so good. So yeah. and reentry is basically I love the trying program. to I'm you know, set people up. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it basically it was for first time offenders, though. Um, but yeah. you know, she had them do community service. They had to get their GED. They had to have employment, take parenting classes, do drug tests. And once they graduated from the program, they uh their record was expunged, but they had to plead guilty first. So if they didn't make it through all that, then unfortunately you got to <laughs> But I guess that was yeah. the incentive, incentive to finish yeah. was okay, once you're done, you're gonna your record is gonna get expunged. And you know, she also did some work where she, you know, sued some ink companies because they were uh pouring uh toxic ink into uh I think it was like the Bayview neighborhood. I'm not sure if that's yeah, a black a ba- neighborhood or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure if it is, but yeah. it, it could possibly but be either this. way. 
she, either way, yeah. whatever bad. neighborhood, yeah. it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was wrong. Don't pour right. ink in there. And right. so she, you know, she was she prosecuted them. Um, you know, she sued a whole bunch of folk for doing, you know, wrong. It was another, yeah. I think it was like a city manager who was um, doing some yeah. doing that, you know, she ended up bringing him down. Like she did. And, and major stuff. and major corporations too. Yes. Major corporations. And when we say, you know, JP Morgan Chase with the whole. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. With the mortgage. Yeah. The mortgage lending mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's what you're saying, April. Um, we you do have to take, you know, I know I said we can't hold people to um, hold people to their past. But what I'm saying is when we're holding people to I think sometimes we have a tendency to just hold people to the bad. And it's what you're right. saying. We have to bring the balance. Like We need to yeah. acknowledge that this is something that you did while we also acknowledge that this is something else that you did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead. And if and if Kamala can bring that and translate it to a. uh national um is that the right word national office yeah. um mm-hmm. then that would be wonderful although she is a running mate and really she is supporting the vision of joe biden mm-hmm. um but um you know if she is afforded to do her own thing and push some things you know hopefully she'll go more more into uh reforms and making the system more fair since she has the experience she has because one thing I can say if anybody can make a positive change because what I've been wanting to hear from the Democratic Party is for them to right the wrongs of the crimes bill I just want them to Mm. keep that head on y'all did it you know you did it fix it right Mm -hmm. fix it it. it, so if 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 she can come out and be like you know what I, I got something that, that that we can do to fix it. Then yeah. I then I then then hey, you go girl. <laughs> you know, you go girl. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely good. But see, but you gotta remember that that whole tough on crime and drugs thing, you know, started in the Republican Party as well. So it's like, you know, and then in order to kind of keep that, you know, in order to get elected, the president, I think it was Clinton. That, yeah, it was you know, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he had to stay tough on crime in right. order to get elected. And so then here comes, you know, all the crime, you know, which that really, you know, like, locked a lot of like, nah, I don't know. So, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I yeah. thought all you had to do was play his saxophone. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to say, but I, I was know. like, yeah. did you really have to do it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but whatever. Oh. Nevertheless, that's the past. But I think that's I'm a good saying, point, you know, though. That, April. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm yeah. sorry. I think that's a good point that you're making up. That you not making up, but that you brought up about the crimes bill. Because who better to really uh, push that reform than herself? I mean, she has a she has an extensive extensive career um, as an attorney addressing crime. Of mm-hmm. all multitudes, of all yeah. facets, um, you know, like Holly already stated, she's she's put reform in place that's been adopted, you know, nationally in other states. So the capacity for change is definitely there. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of if it is um, on the forefront of, you know, the party. Right. Yeah. Right. And, because, and, uh, and, Yeah, that's a whole nother. I know it is. Because the thing is, I mean, is it a, is it a ploy just to (laughs) to get our vote? Or are you really going to let the sister do something? Right. Just to get our vote. Just to get our vote and do what y'all have always done. Because that, that, that's one thing I honestly, I'm coming at this from unbiased but biased i have my views and i i feel like it doesn't matter who they they put in someone that'll get everybody excited to get the votes but yet i feel like each party has their own set agenda and it don't matter what the people really want absolutely they're like we're here to push this this and this we just need to get them get them to vote us in so we can continue Mm -hmm. doing what we we think is right yeah so true Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I think know. that's kind of, you know, I've heard that, you know, just 
social media and seeing things and Twitter and Facebook and all these other avenues and, you know, talk radio. And I'm hearing that what you just stated is this just a ploy to even further mm-hmm. secure um, the, the vote of the African-American yeah. and, you know, the African-American woman, because there's this identification of she's one of us. She's one of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying that it is. We're not saying that it is. Yeah. That's just the question. It's just easy. Is, is, is it? 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 Ask the question. Just ask the question. Just ask the question. Oh, God. But one thing I can say about her is if they allow her to, she will get some stuff done. This joker, I was just by reading her accomplishments, I was tired. I said, I can't. Tired. We just go, we don't summarize this. <laughs> She, oh my God. Like, I was just like, gee. So, if they, this task force, that task force, every time she saw a problem, here come a task force, here comes a unit, here comes something to hit the problem, you know, head on or whatever. So, I do admire that level of uh, work ethic and ambition and drive, like, because she, she plays no games. I mean, from what I have seen, you know, uh, you know, from what I've and, read. And so. this is, you know, from myself included from, this is out the gate. This is from her district attorney days. It's been yes. tackling things. So, it, you know, when I was reading over her career and I had spoken with April about this, uh, before we, uh, started our podcast, I was just saying how it's so extensive. And I know I've said that before. Um, but it's almost like, I don't know, I don't know what her idea was when she went to law school. I don't know if 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 the goal was always 20, 30 years down the road, I'm gonna go into politics. But this career definitely speaks to someone who was very focused and intentional about whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. And so, you know, is what April said, is what I'm sure many are hoping for. If this energy is invested in a positive way. I do think change could take place. And if that energy is directed to the right, to the right area, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the change could take place. So in, in sense of the whole uh, significance, you know, the first African-American or black woman, um, that's kind of controversial for some people at South Asian um, American woman, how do you guys um, feel? Do you feel like it's just as significant as when Obama became the first black president? Or is it one of those situations where we've kind of become a little bit nullified? Um, or does it still carry that same weight? I remember being in my apartment watching, um, you know, I remember just the campaigning and everything yeah. that went into placing this black man into office and that feeling of calling my girlfriends like, can you believe this? Girl, we're watching history take place. Mm-hmm. I want, I don't know if I'm sensing that same air. This is just me and I could yeah. be wrong, but I don't know if I'm sensing that same energy and that same excitement level around um, um, Kamala's nomination. Um, from, and, and that could be a lot due to past. But for you guys, are you, and, and let me put the disclaimer in there. You know, COVID has a shroud over everything right it now. <laughs> and so, you know, school and COVID and all of the nuances of what we're experiencing for 2020. So I don't know if some of that is being overclouded by that. But do you guys sense the same energy? Are you excited even individually? And this isn't about just, this has nothing to do necessarily with party. Because I know we all have different viewpoints about that. But just like, hey, there's a black woman on the Democratic ticket. Um, How are you guys feeling about that? Well, I myself... I myself am not really as in thought. I hope they, people don't take this wrong, but I'm not as excited as I was with Obama. Um, and I think the reason being, okay, uh, didn't know during the primary it was uh, President Obama and Hillary Clinton, right? 
Mm-hmm. See, it, when I heard President Obama speak for the first time and I just saw him, I said, you know, Hillary didn't stand a chance. I I, I actually previously wasn't even I was I was a uh, non-affiliated with either party. You know, I just mm-hmm. voted independently. Um, but I became a registered Democrat just so I could vote in the primary to make sure that President Barack Obama was the person that was that was going for the Democratic Party. Um and it didn't matter unless he just said something totally egregious. It didn't matter what he said. He had my vote, right? <laughs> but let's just be honest. A lot of us was just like, he is black. I he don't black. know anything else. What else do I talk to me about? I, I mean, I hear you, but I don't hear you. Like, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. But um, but this, this, this go round, I think it's wonderful. I think it is significant, her being a black female. But you're going to have to do more than be black. I've already done, you know, Mm -hmm. you got to be standing on what I believe this country needs that the future that I want for my children. I don't care what color you are, because we all well know just because you look like me don't mean you for me. So I I think that I I just think it's not the same right now. And COVID might have something to do with it. We off that. I don't know. But (laughs) but for me personally, uh, it's going to take way more. than it took for uh, President Obama uh, for for me to just get on the Biden uh, Harris ticket just because she's there. So, hmm. yeah, and I think I mean I do think COVID has something to do with it. Like I said, I I didn't know what was going on. I was like, <laughs> folks, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, you went to COVID like, like, like I was about to like when did I, I I listen when October come around? Yeah, <laughs> because I was at you know work and talking to um someone there and she was saying some stuff that I was like, huh? I didn't know that happened. Now what? When did... <laughs> I just really have not been following the campaigns. The I just I don't know. I'm just like. Wah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I'm just kind of, I'm just like, Lord, how do you want me to vote? And I think that's, that's the stance that everybody should take, you know, regardless of <clears throat> the color of whoever's skin or, or whatever, <clears throat> but that be very intentional because it is so important, you know, uh, Lord, Jesus. I don't even know what to say, but this vote is very, it's very important because I feel like, I don't know, it's some stuff that's coming and it, Lord Jesus, I don't know. I just, prayers are necessary. That's all I got to say. (laughs) Pray church. (laughs) Um, But I'm just trying to really be prayerful and just make sure that I vote according to what God wants me to vote and not because I'm black, not because I'm expected to vote a certain way because blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And you know what I'm saying? And just really taking everything into consideration as I vote and just making sure that every bias, every whatever is cleared out of my mind and that I'm truly in tune with God and what he wants to do in the next season of our country, you know, and just really uh, focusing in on that. I don't know if I'm making sense or whatever, yeah, but yeah, that makes honest, total great sense. Yeah. yeah. But, but to be honest, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm just like, Lord, I just don't know what to do. And I need your help in deciding you know, what is next for this country, what you want to put in place and put forth. And so that's all I got to say. Yeah, I think that's a lot. And I think, yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, myself included, um, I've, I've deemed April our resident political guru. Yeah. And I really see <laughs> politics in her future. She fights Ooh, it. Oh, my God. She fights it hard. But it's let me life. tell y'all, this girl is a politician at heart. Um, <laughs> and I, she has my vote. And I mean, I mean, I'm saying this jokingly, but I do, I do. If there were it, out of the three of us, if any of us is going to be a politician, it's going to be April, mm-hmm. um, because she is, she's very well informed. She definitely keeps me informed about a lot of things that sometimes goes without um, my own understanding or knowledge. And I'm always like, how do you know this? Like, where, who is your source? Like, where do you get this information <laughs> from? 
like, how do I not know this stuff that you that you spat off to me like is like just this rhetoric that seems to come secondhand nature. But I will say for myself, politics is not a strong point for me. And so it's something that I feel like um, I need to definitely hone in and just do a lot more research. And I say that and then sometimes I don't, but there is such a conviction um, this year that I have as it pertains to, um, I think I have a conviction every year just to, to, to vote in a positive way. Um, mm-hmm. But I think even more this year is making me want to be very informed. I'm, I'm yes. kind of like you, Holly, where I'm kind of still in the middle of the road. But when I was just reading over Kamala's co- career um, and then, you know, I'm thinking I need to do like an extensive research before November because I kind of been, I'm not going to lie. I've been in my own personal fog. Like we got COVID going on, work, jobs, family, people dying, processing emotions. It's, it's been so second nature that, Hey, this, I keep having these little trigger moments like, Oh yeah, this is a, this is a, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? An election, election year. year yeah. It keeps slipping my mind that this is this is an election year because mm-hmm. there's so much focal point on health and wellness and things of that nature. And so I'm like, okay, it's September or, or soon to be September. I need to make sure that you know one that I've made a move. So I need to make sure that I'm registered in the county that I now live in and making sure that there are no delays and yes. no mm. funny business, but just also making sure that uh, what Holly said is true, that I'm voting about the things that are important to me, regardless mm-hmm. of what race, gender, whoever can accomplish those things. How is this going to look for my nieces? How is this going to look for my nephews? How is this going to look for the elderly? How is this going to look for the immigrant? Like, um, how is this going to look for me? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What is this going to look like for me? Um, So I think we have to come out of our emotions. And as we stated at the beginning of the podcast, this is a very emotional time. You know, Outside of all the things that are taking place just with the virus that's still running rampant in our country, we're all experiencing first. First Mm -hmm. time of kids being at home for a school year. Uh, First time people working from home. Everybody's assimilating to something new. And I think in the midst of that, all of our judgment has been kind of, I don't want to say our judgment has been... um, put to the back burner as it pertains to the election year. But there seemingly are so many more things to focus or draw our attention. And I just know that as we get closer to um, election, and I even mentioned race yet. Mm, I'm praying for peace and for, and for discernment because in about a month or two, all hell is gonna break loose on social media, and and and, and yeah. it's, it's, it's. I'm not even trying to speak it. I'm just telling what I'm just stating facts. You because are. it's always mm-hmm. it's it always is. it's always a sensitive Something. place in election year, mm-hmm. and now you're adding the sensitivity of it being an election year and all of what has taken place racially. Yes, this year. Honey, it's crazy. So we had a I'm like, all those point. who know the words of prayer, let's pray, pray for peace. <laughs> I might have to delete my Facebook page for the month right. of uh, October yeah. and November. October and November and, and Maybe December. December. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just start over in January. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because every every year I see the same thing. It is. I, and then there's that, that air, like um, if you vote a certain way, then you're less Christian. Right. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> or or if you vote a certain way, you less black. You less yeah. black. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything is being questioned. Your, that your is. ethnicity is being questioned, you know, your allegiance to the cause, your allegiance to the people, your allegiance to God. Do you really love them? How can you? Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. And so, you know, can my God oh, can go use ahead. wicked kings just like he can use righteous ones. Come on, no Bible. But I was going to put a pin. I wanted to put a pin in that right there, um, sweet, because 
I want to just make this public service announcement. Do not allow this election <laughs> to have marriages be broken. <laughs> Best friends. It's stop true. being friends. Yeah. Because them people that's going to get in office, I don't care who it is. After they do their stint, do they four mm-hmm. to eight years, they go and skin afterwards. They're going to do their book deals. Yep. They're going to get their check for life. And you going to be without <laughs> your spouse, without your family yep. members, and without your best good friend that you had. Good friend. Mm-hmm. The good one that you could borrow money from and everything. Just because they voted a certain <laughs> <Yep>. way. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Yes. Don't, crazy. Don't get into the hype. Yeah. There is something deeper mm-hmm. and something higher it is. than political systems that are made by man. It's so and true. I'm going to leave that right there. Um, I mean, that was a lot to drop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drops, drops Mike and Essence stage left. Drop that signs. Drop that signs. It's, it's yeah. true. It's so true. And, you know, mm-hmm. this podcast is based in laced in, um, biblical truth that's that's part mm-hmm. of our model that's part of our vision that we want to we want to reconcile so when we talk about reconciliation we recognize that we're not all always going to agree yeah. and that's okay we're totally okay with not agreeing mm-hmm. but we also want to still lace everything that we do in truth yeah. and the truth is first your allegiance is to to our, our first allegiance is to our savior Yes. Um, not to any political party. Please I don't can. let your politics become an idol, honey. It come on, stop the idol worship. That has been revealed on another level yeah. on this year. That's all I'm gonna say. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's true. It's yeah. so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And so you know, that's something else that we wanted to kind of talk about as well as it pertains to. Um, the politics, and I'm sure as it gets closer to the time, we may have another side conversation about that. But um, that pen that you just dropped is is a very significant pen, yeah. and you know you need to prick yourself with that pen and, and see that you still bleed red like everybody mm-hmm. else, yeah. whether they're Democratic or Republic. None of us bleed blue. We all bleed red. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and so I think, and I'm not saying red to a uh, tribute to any particular party. I'm saying yeah, red we're blood. All yeah. We're all human. And so it's it's so true. I, rem- I, you know, over the past couple of weeks, as people have been talking and discussing, I remember hearing someone say, and I don't know if it was like on a commentary or just in conversation in passing, and they were talking about, Kamala saying that Joe Biden was racist. Now, here's the thing. It's what April said. Mm-hmm. She may have said it. I don't know. I'm not, I, I haven't fact checked that. So don't quote me. This is, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is, no, this no, is, no. Here's, if she said is, it, I know why, but go ahead. Yeah, this is, oh my, oh this is hearsay, no, but you know, you can call somebody oh. a racist and still be on a ticket to support an agenda. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, Lord have it's, mercy. it's bigger. Yeah. It's bigger than yes, us. It's, bigger. it's so mm-hmm. much bigger. And it's <laughs> what you said is so true. At the end of the day, we can have these votes and, you know, we can, I, I still believe in going to the poll. I still believe in making your voice mm-hmm. known. Our ancestors died for this right. Your ancestors died for this right. But I think you also have to be a realist in some of the, in in understanding that at the end of the day, they still going to do what they want to do. You got that right. Yeah. Honey. And And they got a whole Congress and a whole, you know, is they get through to even pass certain things. So it's like, you know. It, it you know it's right. their agendas as well are kind of mixed in there together. Right, that's right. So, yeah, it, it's it's crazy, and we just out here, you know, being pawns and and uh, a bigger yeah. plan that you know the powers that be have for you know for society right. and what they want to see, you know, that's come right. out. You know, that's right. Absolutely, and you I think know. that's why that's why it is so important that. Um, and I'm going to say this because we know that everyone who listens to us, although we ascribe to a Christian faith, that may not be the, the viewpoints of all. And we're totally cool with that mm-hmm. to each his own. But I would say um, research your candidates yes. um, um, for those who, you know, who are people of faith. Pray about what what's important and how you should vote. 
you know, faith and work, do the research, work and do the research, find out the information, see what the policies are, see what's Mm -hmm. important to you. Where do your convictions lie? But then also pray about how the Lord wants to lead you. And for those who may not be people of faith, do the research. Mm -hmm. There's, there's so many avenues out there. There's fake news and there's authentic news. That's right. Decipher through it all and find truth in what you're researching so that you can make informed decisions about the things that matter to you. Um, And so I think it generally, that's what we wanted to say. Um, Even, you know, in bringing up Kamala and, you know, I do feel like this is very significant that um, this is the first time that this has happened in history, that we have a, a black woman, to be on a uh, major party ticket. So I don't think that we should minimize that significance. And I think um, in the midst of everything that's going on, her policies, her convictions, all of those things, I think we kind of, sometimes we overlook the, 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 the moment. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and, you know, nobody's giving her passes off of her past, but can we just stop for a minute and acknowledge this is a moment. Yeah, because yeah. she is, she's blazing a trail. I mean, so at the end of the day, regardless of what happens, you know what I'm saying? That is blazing the trail for, you know, somebody who looks like her coming April. after her or, yeah, or, in, <laughs> yeah. or who, <laughs> you know, anyone else who any other nationalities that may right. come, you know, up. Th- so I, I, it is very significant. You know, I know, mm-hmm. I, I know, you know, earlier I sounded nonchalant and it wasn't my intention. It was just because of COVID and everything that's happened. It has kind of overshadowed everything. And I Absolutely. have taken kind of a eh, approach because because of everything, like just seeing so much going on, it's kind of rattled me in a right. sense. And so, you know, the whole election is kind of taken up, but that does not, you know, take away from the fact that I believe that this is a monumental moment. I do believe mm-hmm. that she is blazing a trail mm-hmm. and just like, ha- like has she's done in the past, you know, she was the first, uh, what was, I think she was the first African-American Attorney General. Oh, Attorney General. That's what it was. I think she was. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, she's blazing a trail for us. So it's very significant. And, you know, I love to see, you know, more uh, minorities taking, uh, you know, taking that role, you know, going after positions that are in politics, going after those higher positions and getting in office. Basically, Let's uh, let's uh, let our government look how our nation looks. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, right now we we got a little bit more work to do, but to get it more diverse. So I love seeing you know more people coming forward, and the fact that she's doing that is going to blaze the trail for the next generation. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, yeah, and I would like our Congress to start looking more like our nation too. Absolutely. Because one thing I noticed, they're starting to. Uh, um, we had the passing of uh, a very well-known uh, African-American uh, yeah. congressman, but I'm, yeah. I'm I'm hoping, and they're starting to blaze the trail with women, with people of color. But I want to see more black men uh, mm-hmm. in Congress, uh, the younger yes. ones, you know, because that that's a demographic that is missing, missing, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, and not just just not for nothing. Ain't got nothing to do with Kamala. But since we're talking about politics and we're talking about that, I really I, I appreciate what Holly said that that our government our government is not just the president. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so our government needs to represent us, and yes. and I and because black males a lot of times get the butt booty in of a lot of the harsh uh, laws that happen in this yeah. country. Um, they they black can't males, even vote half the time. Right. That felony is right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Get them with that felony, yeah. and then they they they, they mm-hmm. treat them like a non-entity, so we don't have to cater to you. Yeah. Um, black men and Hispanic men, I believe. Yeah. Um. So you know, just mention that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I know I didn't initially ask you for last thoughts, but outside of what you guys just stated, um, is there anything else that you would want to add or leave for the listeners before we kind of wrap up? I would say for those who are believers, pray, pray, pray. (laughs) And (laughs) and do your research. And for those who don't believe, do your research because it's, it's a very important 
uh, decision and just make sure that, you know, the people that you put in office represent, you know, what you want to see. And that's not just on a national level, but on a local level, you know, yeah. your, your local elections, that's actually the most important to be quite yeah. Yeah. You know, for that we need more people voting in because uh, that directly affects you, you know. So just all the way around, just getting more educated, you know, and, you know, being a part of the process. I think for those who mm-hmm. feel that calling, I mean, because not everybody is, you know, because right. politics can be something. But yeah, for those who do, you know, get involved, you know, even if it's on a grassroots level, you know. Uh, or if you feel a call to run for office, you, honey, you just never know. Honey, our president, come on now. Yeah. Bless yeah. his heart. He had yeah. not nary experience. But right. And I ain't saying it's got to be on a presidential level, but right. you know what I'm saying. Right. Oh, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a very valid point. Yeah. Yes. If you feel the unction, go for it. You know, do your research, you mm-hmm. know, to see what it takes to get there. Shadow mm-hmm. somebody. Come on. No, see how they did it or got there. Whatever that whole process is about, get Mm -hmm. engulfed in it and go for it. Because we need more people, you know, more minorities, you know, running for offices. It is is so neat because that's really how we're going to change things and change the laws. Because if we ain't the ones making the laws, how are we going to change anything? So, Mm -hmm. you know, so that would be my final thoughts. Very good. April. Yeah, and I just want to piggyback off that. Um, I think with Kamala, she is a, uh, a, a it's a notable fact that she is a trailblazer. Um, that that even seeing her existence on such a high level will give those who thought it would never be the hope that yeah, I, I can. We live in a yeah. country with all of our problems and all of our yeah. issues. I love my country because this is truly when, when, you know, you tell the little kid, baby, you can be president. If you, you want can to be president, you can be president. That's <laughs> the truth. You yeah. can, true. you it's can, true. you can come from whatever and, and, and get to a place where you can run for political office and be a public servant in this country. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so reiterate that this might be a word for somebody run. Oh <laughs> like remember, <laughs> remember, remember Jesse Jackson's campaign, run, Jesse, run. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um. For th- for that, so I'll just do dutifully note that. Um. And definitely be prayerful. Uh, uh. Educate yourself to the process, and then do not do not destroy the relationships you Please. have with the people you love over politics. Yes. It will come and go. Systems come and go. Yes. Um. But you better hold fast to the things that are hard to come by, which is family and good friends Absolutely. and community that right. that we that we gravely need in times like these. Um. So. That's yeah. it. Y'all pray and, awesome. and delete your Facebook pages yeah. if you can. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't handle it, just, just and, stay and, off that and, Facebook. Facebook and Twitter, honey, because Twitter, oh, Twitter yeah. is a whole nother Twitter breed is of a people. Whole mm. that's, that's a group of people. That's the, that's the underbelly of society. <laughs> that, that, whole Twitter, <laughs> that Twitterverse, boy, them people, them the people in the basements that all they got oh, to do, God. all they have is people time. Under the stairs. They got time. <laughs> they got time today. They're the people under the stairs like Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, (laughs) honey, they got them. Well, this is going to be the conclusion of this episode. We hope that you guys um, found out some interesting facts about um, Vice President nominee Kamala Harris. We hope that you're going to take everything that we said and do your research and pray and be informed and maintain your relationships with your friends. Um, And, you know, as we soon approach, the election period and time, you know, we just admonish you guys to be safe, um, to be informed. And there's not necessarily a truth to reveal in this moment, but Mm -hmm. we just want you guys to be reconciled, um, regardless of where you stand on the aisle, Republic, Democratic, Independent, Black, White, Man, Woman. um, We want you guys to be reconciled um, because at the the heart of God, that is his goal. He he came to reconcile us. And so um, truth, you know, everybody can, sometimes people have their own version of that. 
But um, reconciliation is reconciliation. So hopefully you guys were informed through this conversation. Um, Again, we would like to reiterate that we are not in support or uh, of any particular candidate. And we're not endorsing any particular candidate on this here Truth Reveal podcast. But we (laughs) did want to um, obviously have this discussion and have this conversation because it's something that's taking place currently within our society and in our world. And so please stay tuned, subscribe, like us on Facebook, go and subscribe to our YouTube channel and share. Share. If you like the comedy, if you like the fun and the laughs, if you like the content, don't keep us to yourselves. Come on. Share. Share the world. Share. Share. Sharing is caring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, thank you guys so much for joining the Truth Reveal podcast. And we will see yes. you guys next week. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.